Hello, Generation Church family, friends, our community here in South County and all over Rhode Island, New England, and and maybe some people listening uh, from around the world. Hey, we just want to let you know we got a new series called The Bible. Simply, we want to help you know how to not only read the Bible, but live it out in our time, in our day. We also have community groups for you to sign up in person and online uh, beginning uh, in uh, February. And we're so excited for you to get connected with our amazing church family. So I want to encourage you to lean in, raise your expectation for how you are going to hear from God, hear from His Word through the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, we can't wait to connect with you more in person and online in the coming days. We love you so much, church. The best days are ahead. All right, you guys alert? Say, I'm alert. Say, I'm awake. All right, last verse in Ephesians chapter 6. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Let's read that one more time, but let's read it together. All right, you ready? Here we go. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. We're gonna say, we're gonna read it one more time, but we're gonna read it as if um, as if we were uh, the URI football team who just beat the number sixteen Villanova in Pennsylvania that loud, which they just did, by the way. Yeah, come on. You can clap. You just got to clap louder for Jesus. I'm fired up about that. Even more for Jesus. It's my life mission, and I'm going to say it in a soft tone today. I think one of my life mission is that is to see people excited about Jesus. I could put that on my tombstone. Get excited about, finish it. You think he's worthy of that? You can clap. You're welcome to clap. All right, here we go. 24. Verse 24, grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. You may have a seat. All right. I have uh, simply one story that... uh, that I hope uh, drives home, I believe, uh, what, I, what God wants to share and communicate to us today. Uh, right around the time that I got married with, with my wife, high school sweetheart, we went to, uh, we had the opportunity uh, to go to the Fiji Islands. Sounds great, uh, but we weren't going there to vacation. Uh, we weren't going there to surf, although recommend all of that. We were going there to join a ministry called the Gospel School for the Deaf. And this was a ministry that was out of my uh, dad's um, church that he pastored for many years, Christ Church in East Greenwich. And this ministry uh, was so impactful and you know, one of the things that I love about 
that I loved about this, this ministry that's still going is they housed and they educated and shared the gospel to um, over 60, 70 deaf children who were ostracized and are ostracized, not given the resources that people are here in this country and other places, um, to, to really get an opportunity to, to flourish. And there was um, a staff and teachers and administration, and it was an, a, a legit school that um, would, would house them, teach them, and raise them up. What I loved about um, the church's partnership with the Gospel School for the Deaf is that people, whether they went for six months like we did, or a week, or a year, whatever amount of time, there was a consistency with the mission. There was a consistency with the organization. You know, sometimes in global ministry, which we're all for, uh, you can often drop in to this new um, place, uh, community, culture, nation, and then leave and not have a consistency of communication with that organization. Not every place, but often that can be the case. So in this case, there was just a constant flow of people, not only from this church, but from other churches, supporting, supporting them. And I love that. I mean, uh, you know, for us, the way that we see missions is first and foremost, if you are a blood-bought follower of Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit, you're already a local missionary. Any missionaries in the house? You're a missionary wherever you are. You, that, that's that's, what, that's what, we, what we are. And, but there's also great need. And the, the principals of this school um, had spent their tenure at the um, gospel at the school for the deaf in uh, Providence they were the head they were in charge of that and I love this because they looked in their Bible and although it's good to vacation it's good to rest and slow down um, seeing that life is so short and there's really no retirement in scripture they said you know what I'm going to continue to serve the Lord and seek the kingdom and that's what they did in their 70s and 80s and so on. Well, we had an opportunity to, to go out um, to, this, to this school. And it was uh, a powerful time. I've shared a little bit of this story before. But we, uh, we decided to go right after my wife graduated nursing school. And she was preparing to go into uh, work as, as a nurse. And I was uh, teaching tennis at the time in this town and in other places. Uh, that's what I did, um, you know, full time along with uh, two other jobs that I had with it. But anyways, uh, it was a powerful time because we went out for coffee at a Brood Awakenings local place here. And my wife was kind of used to this with me. Like, you know, at any moment, perhaps there could be a surprise um, and an adventure that awaits and uh, we didn't expect it, I didn't either, that, that, the, that God would really press upon us to go. And um, I, I, I kind of laugh about it now, but it was actually the only time that I ever really got into a, uh, any real disagreement with my parents-in-law. I've been with my wife now 21 years, and they were like a second family. And uh, after they were such amazing stewards of just raising a family, they sent their, their daughter to school, all paid for, and then here I am, saying, we're, you're, yeah, I really sense that you shouldn't work this year, and you're going to work as a nurse, but in Fiji. And not only are you not going to make any money, we have to ask for money. 
And her parents, very even keel, gentle temper, they said, you're going to do what? <laughs> Understandable, right? You're, you're going to go to Fiji? Not on a honeymoon. We were right around the time we were married, but to go serve there. And I, I say that because um, I believe that marriages exist to continue the mission of God and to glorify God and seek the kingdom of God. They don't exist for yourself or for one another. They exist ultimately for the glory of Jesus. I mean, I, I got to tell you guys, I'll, I'll share more in the coming days, but being in that hospital room at death wrecked me in the best possible way, even in the heartache. Like, what really matters? And what does matter is that we have a mission that we're a part of. And so we decided to go. And there's such amazing things that happened, but it really set us on the trajectory for where we are now here in South County, because we are now on a mission trip with you, our family, here in South County. Thankful for the beaches from Fiji to South County. Hey, you don't, I don't get to choose. God said, South County, yes, Lord. Thank you. Narragansett Beach. As I say to people, best place in the world, but you don't have to move here. I mean, if you want, for the serve of the Lord, but this is a secret gem here. It's amazing. Well, we're in the airport, getting ready to go. And my dad, also a man of few words, he was a pastor, teacher, but behind the scenes, man of few words. And he brought us to the airport. And he said to us right before we left, put his arm around me and my wife, and he simply looked at me. And he said, whispered in my ear, I'm proud of you. I don't know if you've heard your dad or mom say that to you. What was powerful is we hadn't yet gone on the trip or done it. And it was the beginning, as I said, of, of a life of, of being missionaries wherever we are. But I want to read through Ephesians. And I think one of the ways that I could summarize the Bible and Ephesians is that you have a father, I have a father, who wants you to know that he is proud of you in Christ. There's more that God says, like, now go and do. Now go and make disciples. Listen and obey. As I, as I like to think about it, love the hell out of the world. Spread the light of Christ wherever you go. Because, you know, we, we need to have a mission mindset, right? We, we, we gathered before the service, encourage any of you at any time, we gathered together and we prayed beforehand and then we came in and on a count of three, we said, Team Jesus, right? Like, let's do it together, right? On three, come on, reach your hand down. One, two, three, Jesus! 
We're on a team. We're in a family. We have a mission. But the starting point, the sustaining point, and the ending point is that through it all, God says to you and I, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I want to read through a book of the Bible in a letter that has changed my life and it gave the vision for this church and I believe Rhode Island and New England revived to see revival. Revived to the good news of Jesus. Revived to see revival. People revived by the good news of Jesus. And this letter, when I discovered it afresh after many years of following Jesus, but when I discovered it up in the Massachusetts North Shore at Gordon-Conwell, it has wrecked my life. And I haven't gotten out of Ephesians. This is a letter that was written not just to the church in Turkey, but to the larger church. So I want you to hear this and receive this as if God is speaking to you because God is speaking to you. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, starting in verse 1, chapter 1, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In Christ we have received in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. At any time, you can just, if that causes like Joey anything, you can praise God. Which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ, we have obtained an inheritance. We have, predest we have been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. I'm reading in the ESV, but whatever translation you have, it is very much this, very similar, so just Read along or listen along for those who are listening later. So that we who are the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, you were sealed 
with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his To the praise of his, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, the people of God, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he, Jesus, put all things under his feet. And he gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Who's the senior pastor, lead pastor, ultimate church planter in the church? Jesus. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God... But God, come on, people. <laughs> but God, I love it. You guys are leaning in. Being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. And he raised us up with him. He seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by which is called the circumcision, which is made by the flesh, uh, in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at one time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, 
In Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of two, so making peace. And that Jesus might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and he preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus, himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery has been made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, hallelujah, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason... I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through the Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith 
that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your faith. That belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until we attain to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, in deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now this I say and testify to the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous. They have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But this is not the way that you learned Christ. Assuming that you've heard about him 
and that you are taught in him, as is the truth in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away all falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, let all wrath be put and anger and clamor and malice and slander be put away from you, far from you. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and impurity or covetousness must not be named, even named, among you, as is proper among the saints, God's people. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were in the darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, awake, O sleeper. And arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time, because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of your wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he may present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that he might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Because we are members of his body, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service, as people pleasers, but as bond servants in Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that Whatever good anyone does, this will receive back from the Lord. Whether he is a bondservant or free, masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Finally, can you say finally? Not like finally, like, all right, that's, that's, that was long, now we're going to go. But finally, I need to hear from the Lord so that as we go, we see more of heaven on earth. More disciples made. More of the fame of Jesus. 
Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand there for having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication and to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth. Boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it, say it with me, boldly as I ought to speak. So that you also may know how I am doing how I am and what I'm doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister of the Lord. Tychicus. We got any of those in this house? We got so many. So many faithful. God, thank you for the faithful servants, God, in your church, God, both here in South County, all over New England in this world. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that you and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers and sisters in love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Psalm 138 says, I have exalted my word and my name above all things. Are you in this place and do you love the Lord our God with love incorruptible? Is that you? So hear God say over you as you, 
a son and as a daughter, your father is proud of you. You're his son. Nothing is going to change that. See, on the cross, a great exchange happened. Jesus took on our sin. Every bit of it. And see, when you and I are in that hospital room or in that casket, it is not our righteousness. It is not what we have done that makes us a son or a daughter. It is what Jesus has done on that cross and the work is finished. This isn't just a nice, cute little message. You need to hear God whisper. You know that God, when he really wants to get your attention and mine, he whispers, he doesn't yell. Would you allow God, could you hear it? Can you sense it? Can you smell? I pray for the glory of the Lord. Just like my earthly dad, when he whispered, I'm proud of you. Through everything that we went through that six months and everything that we've gone through, the highs and the lows, that word from my earthly father, it has stayed with me and I can hear it and I can sense it as if it was right now. And what my dad and what my mom got to show me was that there's ultimately a greater dad. There's a greater father. And he says, in Christ, I'm proud of you. Now go cause some heaven. Go make your life be used for the glory of God. Spend it all on the glory of God. Spend it all loving people. Spend it all pouring yourself out for the sake of the nations. Spend it all loving your neighbors. Spend it all for the glory of the kingdom of God. Go. I'm proud of you. Make some noise for Jesus. Make some noise with your life. Make some noise in your high school. Make some noise in your university. Make some noise in your family, no matter the generational brokenness. Make some noise. Make some noise not just with your perfect answers, not just with your perfect proclamations, but with your life rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. One life we get to live. We live in Christ and for the glory of Christ. He's proud of you, church. Stand firm. Put on the full armor. Boldly declare, not alone, but together. People need the gospel. Not tomorrow. But now, today, today, 2021, here and now, are you with me? Well, GC, if you made it this far, so proud of you for investing into your your heart your mind your soul into your spiritual life your spiritual well-being we hope you take that next step and you connect in community through community groups 
We have community groups all over South County, really all over Rhode Island and New England, not only in person, but online. You can find out more and you can join at generationchurchri.org slash community groups. And for those who continue to just joyfully give above and beyond and partner with what God is doing here in South County, thank you. Every single dollar that you give is making an impact for the fame of Jesus.